Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Lead with Moxie with Heather Legg. Heather is an experienced consultant, master-level coach, and training specialist. Heather partners with leaders to achieve business results through professional development skills. Her expertise in leadership communication and productivity has been sought after by First National Bank, Salvation Army, Mass Mutual, and many, many more awesome companies. I am super excited to have Heather Legg on the launch podcast today. She is an expert in business communication and really helping people launch to that next level of their life, both personally and professionally. Communication shows up everywhere, right? And I think this is a really great topic for us right now because as we're trying to go to that next level of life, we need to be mindful of how we're showing up in the world. And Heather is an expert in that. So welcome to the launch podcast today. Thank you, Heather, for joining us. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. For sure. We are so excited to have you. Could you share a little bit more about your life, where you're from, all of those fun things? Oh, well, you might have to cut me off. So long story short, dad was Air Force, moved around the world. I got to live a lot of cool places, ended up in the Midwest, been married um, just over 25 years which is crazy uh, to me. I started my business and Vision Success Inc. in 2006 after a couple of different careers and I and realizing my purpose, which is to help people have more moxie, you know, light, be able to light themselves up and not rely on others and uh, to help fulfill their, their own purpose. Mm, that was going to be my next question. You took it right out of my mouth, which is fantastic, though. I love that, that you want to help people really light up their own life. And I think that's a really important mission. And especially with our launch community, that's what I'm finding over and over again, is when people step into their passion and their purpose, there's nothing stopping them. And I think, you know, I had one interview, I think with Eric Partaker, and he talked about how only 2% of the population really reaches their full potential. And so when we think about that work that you do and the work that we all do collectively, you're really helping people tap into their full potential and, and understand, you know, what makes them unique and special. And as soon as you do that, it's, it's amazing what can happen. So thank you for that awesome purpose. So your book, Lead with Moxie, phenomenal title. Tell us a little bit about that idea. How did you come up with it? And really, what is it about? Man, I stumbled into it, frankly. I mean... I am strategic. I'm very strategic because one of the things that I bring to the table when I work with my clients, but in this case, it was something I totally stumbled into. And I will say, I, I believe it was because I was open to the different channels to fulfilling my purpose. I wasn't necessarily attached to anything specific at that time in my life, which is one of my hmm, secrets to success, if you will. The idea came in a coaching conversation with my coach and and we were talking about this marketing campaign. So at any given time over the past 15 years of coaching with professionals, my clientele has been slightly over half men. And um, But in the beginning, I said, well, I really want to help women stop sending mixed messages. So we were, we were looking at uh, if I do a marketing campaign geared just toward women, I had experience to that point Every time I said, I work with women, you know, entrepreneurs to do this and this and this, I would get more men clients. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, what? 
<laughs> so I don't know, it made me seem more approachable to these guys or what, what the deal was. But I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I need to explore this. What if I said I only work with women? which was so scary to me at the time. And I'm, I'm laughing about it now. So that was summer of 2015. And so we had this idea, I'm going to interview 10 women entrepreneurs, women who own their own businesses. And I'm going to ask them a short series of questions regarding what skills and behaviors it takes to be successful in business and what they think they need to work on so that I can check in with my desired market and see how would I really serve them? Is this, is this in alignment with my purpose or am I crazy? You know, whatever. And those conversations were so amazing. <laughs> I mean, they just, they just opened, opened up to me. I mean, everything was confidential. They just trusted everything. In some cases, I knew a couple of them quite well and others I didn't really know very well. They were you know, uh, recommended by the others, but they were so illuminating not just for me, but for them. And so then they said, hey, you should talk to so-and-so or you should, you should talk to this other woman owner that I know. And they made these connections for me. So it started with these 10 interviews, no concept of a book. I mean, sure, earlier in my life, it said, oh, someday I want to write a book like a million other, like millions and millions and millions of other people, <laughs> right? But then I had this, I was sitting on this gold mine. So after about 30 interviews, uh, these themes had started to emerge. So these, these, I had about maybe 13 themes that were emerging, things like focus, uh, what I call time control, communication, of course, being one of those things, you know, uh, these women said, yeah, I need to get better at that. And a, and a host of other things that almost no one would be surprised about. And then I said, well, how cool would it be if I just went to 50? So this project took almost five years. It became a project. It became a body of work, as I was cheekily calling it at the time. And I didn't really stumble into calling it Lead with Moxie until I realized, oh, everyone I talked to was a leader and Moxie has been my favorite word forever and ever and ever. And I want to fit it in here somehow because it really is about leading with Moxie, having the guts to do what feels right in the moment and follow our own path, if you will. So I ended up with 111 interviews <laughs> over about a four Wow. Years. Oh my gosh. So it sat for chunks of time because it's not like when you're running a business and living a life, you have a lot of spare time. <laughs> right. Anyone listening knows. So, I, you know, there were times where I just felt so guilty about not doing anything with it, but I knew like it was just so apparent in my soul, heart, mind, spirit, all of it. I was like, I have to share this with the world. I have to find a way to make the time and share this with the world. So I started organizing the information, decided I'd go for a hundred interviews. I ended up with 108. I'm like, Ooh, that's a really auspicious number. I'm going to stop there. And then three more trickled in. I was like, one, one, one. That, feel, that feels good. That's so good. That's one of my lucky numbers. Yeah. Same yeah. here. Yeah. And so I love it when I see that, like the time is 11, 11. I'm like, Oh, yep. Okay, cool. So that's basically how the whole thing started. And then I thought, um, what's the best way for me to share? Well, I could write a series of blogs. I did a couple of videos on it, but I just wasn't I didn't stay focused and disciplined enough to a specific process. I think because it never felt totally right until um, someone suggested, well, you should write a book. I said, oh, I should write a book. Yeah, that's exactly what I should do. Hired a book coach after struggling with it for a while. Worked with her 18 months. Finally published it in uh, late 2019. And here we are. Oh, my gosh. Is that all right? Isn't that <laughs> I love that you shared that, Heather, because there is somebody listening right now who either has an idea in their head or like you started a project, didn't really have an intention of where it was supposed to go, but is just waiting on maybe that next step. 
And that work that you did, that body of work, that research essentially that you did is, is helping people, right? And it's serving the world in such a big way. And you kind of let the universe direct you in, in where that was going to lead you to. And it's led us to today where we get to really impact global leaders from all over the globe to help them understand that they can have this and do this in their own life, whatever that might look like. And I have to ask you this because I kind of have an idea of what you might say, but at any time, did you want to give up? No. Woo. Love it. Good. No. It got pushed from top priority to I mean, it was never top priority until the end, until the day my book coach asked me, how would it feel to take this from, you know, project to a book? And I was like, you know, like she was basically asking, how would it feel to have this be a published work where you've checked that giant box? And my perfectionism was really getting in the way. So that slowed things down a ton. And through this process, I learned through several major projects in my life, I learned to let parts of the perfectionism go. And this was one of them. I was like, yeah, let's just do it. It needs to be good. It needs to feel like it's really good, but is it ever going to be perfect? What does that even mean? And who Mm. is it more like, what am I doing? Why is this taking so long? But no, I never felt like I was, didn't want to do it at all. I felt like I had to, it's just a matter of what it looked like and when it, when it came to fruition. Mm, so good. So you were determined to make it happen. You weren't sure how it was going to happen, but you knew in your heart that it was going to happen. I love yeah. that. I think that is moxie, right? That's, that's that grit and determination that you talk about. You had the moxie to go after this goal and this dream. And I think what you said just now about perfectionism, I personally had that exact same scenario play out when I was going to publish my first book. I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist yeah. and it was right. And it was, it was so hard because what if a word is spelled wrong or what if you, all the little things that Absolutely. could go wrong in this book. And I, I kept just replaying that rehashing that in my head. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is going to help somebody in their life. And I don't know how, and I don't know who, but you get to a point where you have to let go of the perfectionism to get that message out into the world because it's going to change lives. And you don't even know who that person is. Yeah. You don't even know. And I'm sure your book has, has those stories where you heard back from a reader or somebody that it's impacted. It could be somebody that you interviewed. Um, do you have any specific stories of, of what that impact was? Because I feel like launch listeners need to hear this just so they understand of like whatever that thing is that you are waiting on doing. Like there are people waiting for you to put it out there in the world, even in its imperfect version, you know, as perfect as you can get it, but you need to be brave enough to do that. And I I feel like Heather's story is that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I I couldn't have said it better myself. I knew, I mean, I started on a sort of a spiritual journey, as I call it, project, a self-healing project, just to move past some of the crap that was holding me back. And so partly through these interviews, I validated something huge that I think I knew, I think we all know, um, I think it's more talked about now, but that is that we're all struggling with some sort of not good enough Mm. crap. (laughs) What kind of words? Amen, sister. (laughs) So there's just, you know, we pile it on, we feel like we're not good enough in some way, shape or form. And it's not just women, although I think we express ourselves differently. Men and women tend to, but the conversations I have with clients, there are, there's so much more overlap between the genders 
than differences for sure. Even with the not feeling good enough, they just don't express themselves the same. The guys, when they're talking about not, they don't use those words, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. But it does but, show up as, as low confidence or yeah, you know, they yeah. can't go to that next level or whatever it is. It's true. Exactly. Yes. Human. So if you're human, you have that. You're human. Yeah. Congratulations. You're human, right? So we all have this stuff we're trying to work through. So for me, it was hiring coaches, working with people, you know, uh, doing six week journaling exercises and, and praying or meditating and all these different things that I did that all helped in some different ways, all helped me launch to that next level in little, little tiny stages over the years. But so through that process, I knew, I mean, I had received the messages loud and clear. This is not, I mean, I felt like it wasn't an option. I mean, my life is not going to be fully lived unless I'm serving. And I don't know exactly who I'm serving at any given time. You know, I mean, so the way that I say when I'm on stage as a speaker or a trainer or whatever, so let's say it's keynote speaking, I used to perfect, you know, I try, I used to write every single word. I used to try to memorize, oh, no, Mm -mm, that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work for me anyway, and for most people. But when I, so I stumbled into this routine where I just clear out all the stuff. It's not about me. It's not about how I look on stage. It's about the message and what those people need to hear from me in that, in that session, in that day, in that moment, you know, please let me be who they need me to be today. And I would say, as soon as I started trusting that, Mm. I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm a conduit for the message. That's how I would kind of refer to it with myself. And I would share some of the craziest things with people on stage. And, you know, there might be a hundred people in the room that I don't know. And I would just tell some crazy personal story. And then I would be like, oh my God, why did I say that? That just seemed not my normal, perfect professionalism, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. stuff I was dealing with. But those were the moments people said, thank you for sharing. They'd come up to me afterwards with tears in their eyes, or I'd get like some handwritten note saying, you've changed my life, or I needed to hear that from you. So I just iteratively, right, I learned to trust when I have those those promptings or those moments where I think, maybe I should share this with them. So I do now. I kind of share whatever comes up. So it's like this. This is pretty free flow. Like, okay, well, whatever. Someone needs to hear the message. So we're here, you know, we're here to lead by example, to live by example and, and to be human Mm. (laughs) and to, to light others up by, by being lit up and more, more radiant. So that's one of my favorite words too. I strive to be radiant every day and you know, the towels are not, folded in the closet. There's the the laundry lives in the laundry baskets. I don't care anymore because that's not what's important. And those things used to slow me down and used to hold me back from getting business done or, or worrying about uh, how brave do I have to be to make all these phone calls or whatever. You know what? No, (laughs) we're just going to do our best and not worry about all the, yeah, whatever ideas are perfect. That Mm -hmm. subconscious crap that's holding us back. So I don't think I really answered your question, but I think I touched. I think you did. I think, I think it it sounds like what happened is you started to be more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and you started to share from your heart and your, and, and use that in order to help people in a really big way. And this, in this book sounds like that's, you know, part of that, that process and part of that, that journey for you, you went through this self-healing journey. And, you know, I, I love that you share that Heather, because I think that is a really great way to help us understand how important self-leadership is. So you went on this spiritual journey to heal your heart 
and in order to become the person who could ultimately help others. But the trick is that we need to do it first for ourselves. A lot of, you know, for a long time in my own life, I was expecting everybody else to make the changes that I needed to see or expecting my husband to be that person or expecting, you know, people in my life to be that person. And I I needed to start showing up for me and I needed to know that I was enough and that my voice mattered and it was going to change somebody's life. And as soon as you get to that like conviction in your heart, you know that there's nothing stopping you. The laundry is not going to matter. The, you know, it, it just helps you prioritize everything in your life because every day you wake up with this mission that's so much bigger than you. You're, you're, you're spreading a message that's so much more important than you ever thought possible to help people that you have no clue who they are, but they are going to show up and you, your heart is there for them. And I think that's a really important message. So I, I thank you for sharing that because that's, that's what we're all about, right? Like that's life is meant to be shared and life is meant to be, you know, showing up as that authentic version of yourself. And as soon as you do that, it's amazing what happens. It's yes. blow your mind amazing, right? Yeah. She's smiling right now for those people <laughs> listening. She's smiling and nodding all the things. Yeah. Because I know you can't see that, but it's, yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, when we trust, I don't know, when I feel like I'm in alignment, if you will, like, like, I don't, I'm not letting all the fluffy crap that doesn't matter, slow me down. And I'm just going with what feels right. And I'm feeling in the flow. uh, You know, it's crazy, like new clients pop up, phone, the phone rings, hey, would you want to chair this committee? And I'm like, Oh, I thought that was cool. Like five years ago. That's amazing. You know, just super cool stuff happens, like you said. But when we're worried about, you know, we're bogged down in worry and fear, then it somehow closes us off. It's like energetically, we're not, if we're not open. So we have all these words that describe, sometimes it sounds super woo-woo, but it's really not. It's very simple. I think it takes practice for most of us, though. And and yeah, I mean, I was so worried my first few years, I was so worried about how I said things, how I dressed, how I showed up. And I was intimidating as hell. I mean, mm. and I never thought, I mean, I'm like, I'm short, I'm tiny, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not a big person. So visually not intimidating. And when I first opened my mouth, no, not intimidating, but I have this big energy and this, this very goal oriented, you know, push, push, push energy, which has, I've, I've really reined that in, (laughs) but I had people that I was in these groups with, you know, like uh, referral groups or masterminds or people that I got to know as clients. They were like, God, you can't even believe how much better I feel. You telling that story about how you messed something up. I thought you were perfect. And I was like, oh, people put me on this pedestal. This is a, no, this is not good. I have to fix this. And that was one of those indicators that I needed to work on this because I never for once thought I was better than anyone else. And it Mm -hmm. really horrified me that I might accidentally be projecting that energy, that, that mistaken belief, whatever. So that was partly why I worked on that. I'm like, I got to fix this because I don't want people thinking that that's who I am. That's not who I am at all. I'm here to serve. I just was so worried about serving perfectly that it came across wrong, you know? So when you talked about communication earlier, that's exactly, it's like, how are we showing up and let's make sure it's how we want to be showing up. And it takes two, two minutes, five minutes, whatever, in the car before you walk in to meet somebody in person or, you know, or online, just take a couple minutes to get, get centered if we want to use the woo-woo language or just to, okay, what's my purpose here? 
What do I really want to see happen? What do they really want to see happen from this, this conversation or this speaking engagement or this coaching session or this whatever it is, uh, sales meeting? You know, what do they really want? And then the flow happens. Mm. Just things just flow. Things just go the way they're supposed to. Everybody feels better. Oh, I love <laughs> that. It's, fun. Right? And it's, it's about being fully present in that moment with that person and giving your attention. Because how often have we had encounters when you know the person isn't really there, right? Like they're, oh. they're thinking about something else or they're distracted or they're, you know, which is completely fine. We all do that. But you, what yeah. you're saying is in order to really fully connect with that other person or with that audience and communicate with them in a way where they feel important and they feel heard and listened to, you really need to, to set the intention to do that. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm not totally sure how I stumbled on that. I think I'm really good at tuning everything else out when I'm on task. <laughs> so whether that's with my computer, when I'm writing, I mean, I'm great at distracting myself too. Let, let's not get crazy here, but lest anyone think I'm superhuman, but I'm really good. You know, I think that came from managing a team uh, in a corporate environment where we had all those low cubes and everybody could see everybody, everybody could hear every single conversation. And so I got really good at tuning into everything else. And then when I went to my next gig, I was like, oh man, I got to learn how to stop hearing all the conversations. So I did, I just got good at it. And I am a hundred percent there fully present when I'm with a client in a session or I'm, you know, with an audience in a speaking engagement. And that just takes practice, frankly. I think everyone is fully capable of that. We're just out of practice because we're so overstimulated and and easily distracted in our our modern world. But yes, being present is part of being happier, being Mm -hmm. better service, fulfilling our purpose. Yeah. So good. Such a great tool too. I think, you know, for our listeners, um, understanding that you can turn off things, turn off your phone, turn off the email, like just be fully present in that moment. And it's awesome what happens because it'll blow your mind. As soon as you do that, as soon as you give yourself the space and energy to do that, um, you will accomplish more. You'll have deeper conversations. You'll connect with those people. It'll be awesome. Uh, What I find is, you know, in my own life, if I forget that, it's just, it's, it's like you at the end of the day, you're still like your your brain is overloaded. You don't have you have you're thinking too many thoughts. You don't know what's going on, and so understanding that you can slow down and you can just really focus on those things that matter most. That's awesome, Heather. I have a great question about um, challenges. You know, I think all of us experience challenges and adversities in life, and I'd love to hear you know some of the tools or techniques that you use in order to overcome those or reframe how you think about them. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a great question. Yes. Everyone needs <laughs> options for dealing with whatever slaps you across the face or big challenges, something that keeps you up at night. I think reframing is a, is a great word. I think that's exactly it. For me, I learned how to shift my perspective. And that's something that I, I'm teaching people all the time, even our, our niece, you know, she's mid twenties. She's still learning how to not get so upset about things that happen. You can have a bit of a litmus test for yourself on a scale of one to 10. How catastrophic is this? And when you realize it's a three, you're like, okay, breathe. <laughs> right. <laughs> <For a 10. laughs> you know, and that, or if it's, 
So that's an easy one. Or, you know, do I have control over this? Do I want this to ruin my day? No. Okay. I'm not going to let it. You know, I used to be, you can tell I'm kind of high. I can be really high energy. So I used to be maybe a little prone to getting angry when I was driving. (laughs) One day I was like, I have to figure this out because I'm only hurting myself. Like I'm fuming by the time I get home from work and my husband has to deal with this, you know, angry Tasmanian devil at the door. And so I thought, okay, just breathe. So I stopped listening to the news. I stopped listening to stuff that upset me. I, you know, it's like take control where you can, because I think by now we probably have all heard we have a finite amount of willpower, you know, through the day. So as you're making decisions or decision decision power, if you will, willpower. (laughs) So as we're making decisions, the more things you can take, the more challenges you can take out, you can take control of. So in the mornings, make your morning great, make it a way to light yourself up and be more radiant, not suck half of that energy away (laughs) early in the day, you know, so dealing with challenges, sometimes that starts with having a really great routine that sets you up for success you know, on a daily basis. And yeah, that requires some habits. That's a whole other conversation. But then just shifting focus and putting everything in perspective. Is this something, am I going to let this upset me? I have control over how I feel regardless of what is going on around me. So I'm going to exercise that power. I'm not going to give my power away to somebody else. That's not going to help anything. So good. Those are such good tips. Uh, One last question for you. What are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? I know one of them was hire professionals. And um, yeah, I mentioned the book coach, man. Yeah, I would not have. I don't, I probably still wouldn't have published this thing had it not been for making that decision and sticking with it, having that accountability, you know, and it's like that with many types of coaches or mentors or other professionals that we work with. You know, you have a built-in deadline, even getting your website redone. Well, you know, you can have all these intentions and ideas, but they're really only goals if they have a deadline. (laughs) And if another, if someone who knows what they're doing is going to help you get the results that you want, then it's easily justified. You can struggle along and go, well, I'm perfectly capable of learning this and doing it, but does it make sense? So yeah, maybe really look at hiring professionals. Yeah. And then just remember that we are all human. One of the trends I've seen over these past, oh, let's say 10 years, five, five years, especially is people don't like perfect people as much as they like imperfect people, right? So when we show our vulnerabilities and we show our humanness, we instantly connect better with other humans. And so just take the pressure off, just be human. You know, you can still be professional, but be honest about not having every single thing figured out and that you're, you're still learning every day. We're still learning. And we can mm-hmm. laugh at ourselves. So I guess love that's that. so good. Perfectionism. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, and, and that aligns, I have a book called The Art of Imperfect Action. And that's what it, it's it. about, essentially, is we're taking imperfect action in our lives each and every day, understanding that it's imperfect, right? Like we are, we're perfectly imperfect. We're trying to do things. We're trying to go to that next level, but that whole journey is a little bit messy. And as soon as you understand that process and give yourself permission to do it anyway, even in the mess, it's crazy what will happen, right? And and you will launch to that next level. It's in that perfectionism that 
it holds us back because we get paralyzed by fear or all of the excuses and then we don't go to that next level. So Heather, oh my gosh, this was such a joy to speak with you. I enjoyed this episode so much. How do people get a hold of you? Oh, I enjoyed this so much too. You're a delight. Well, I'm all over the internet. So Heather Leg, L-E-G-G-E. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram at HDLeg. I mean, I'm, I'm on every major platform. So I guess I would say envisionsuccessinc.com is probably the easiest and check out the book lead with moxie it's on amazon if i can serve you through anything that we talked about today or (laughs) one of my quirky videos that helped me get over my perfectionism too oh gosh (laughs) oh i know i know yeah if i can light somebody up to light up others then it's it's like this it ripples out and that's awesome Mm. So good. With that, hashtag mic drop. Thank you, Heather, for being on the Launch Podcast. To all of our listeners, you loved this episode. I know you did. And so make sure you share it with your friends and your family and your coworkers because that's what we're all about. We are spreading positivity across the globe and we never know who is looking for a little inspiration or encouragement today. And so make sure you share it. Super grateful. Thank you, Heather. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 